podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting it? We're all pulling passages for best original score, right? Welcome to the Movie, Movie, podcast, everybody. Episode number 69. Nice. Weird that how that worked out. It's been a while, but uh, we are back, and we are about to talk about the Oscars and our top ten films of the year, because, again, it's been a while. Um, I'm Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Peter. Hey, I'm in the room. Alex. I'm not in the room. And Russ. We have to go back to room. Oh, my God, imagine. <laughs> Aw. So, as we all know, uh, the Oscars are upon us. The Oscars are in less than a week. Right? Some yeah. would say. Shit. Wow. Okay. Yeah. At the time of recording this, they're uh, in six days. Of, yeah, six days away. The 89th uh, Academy Awards. Yeah. I mean, surely you've looked up on your wall and saw your digital Oscars countdown <laughs> clock that you well, saw, oh, that you set 364 <laughs> days ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, obviously. Um. So what we usually do in this, we go through our nine. We do our nine favorite categories because I don't know another way to describe how we got these together. Hey, the top categories. The top categories, uh, which Peter will read us off to us now. Oh yeah, we're going to be going through <laughs> in, in no particular order, but probably like them saving best director and best picture for the end. Uh, those two. We'll be talking about best actor and best actress, uh, best supporting actor to best supporting actress. Uh-huh. Original screenplay, adapted screenplay, and we have a great skit to tell you how those two things are different. Yeah. Um, and best uh, animated feature film. We'll be talking about who we want to and what we think will win. Yeah, <laughs> that's fairly accurate. Um, okay, so we will just be going... I'm just going to call on someone to read something, and you guys are going to read it, and we're going to talk about it. That didn't work. Best Supporting Actress. Alex, start us off. Okay, for Best Supporting Actress, we've got Viola Davis from Fences, uh, Naomi Harris for Moonlight, mm. Nicole Kidman for Lion, Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea. Hmm. That's a great list. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, this is a category I've not seen everything in, um, I believe. Who, does anyone know who won the Golden Globe for this? Was it? Michelle Williams? Viola oh, Davis. Viola Davis yeah. won the Golden Globe? Yep. Okay. Um, that's where my money would go. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a really strong category now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, it, it actually really it's is. It's pretty stacked. Um, uh, did anyone see Lion? I did see no. Lion. And and Nicole Kidman is, is very good in that movie. Um, but is she, like, doing what Nicole Kidman does? I mean, yeah. Peeing on Zac Efron? Peeing on Zac Efron. That's they- basically the entire movie. All right, well, then I'm in. Yeah, all right. So, no, uh, yeah, she, she was very good in that, even though, well, I found the second half of that movie to be kind of, uh, like, much weaker than the first half, and then she just happens to be in the second half, but I, I would say that her character is the strongest of of all of them. Um, I don't know if it's really, like, award-worthy, I guess. I don't know. Who am I to, to decide? Um, but I did not see Hidden Figures. Um, I did. I, and... I did, too. Oh, nice. It's I... I like again. I liked it. Like, like I, I said to Russ, like it's one of those movies that you see the day before you leave on like winter vacation. I like those uh, movies. Class. Me too. And it's a good one of those. Okay. It like, is. it's a well done, heartwarming, like inspirational story. Mm-hmm. And Octavia Spencer is really good. I thought she was the lead in that. Well, that that, I, that I think is the tough part of this movie is 
it was really hard to kind of narrow like like who was that movie really focusing on like you could you could argue Janelle Monet sure it, like they weren't really focusing on her nearly as much as they were Taraji or Octavia it's really close uh you're so, right but I, yeah. I I just don't quite see I guess I, I Taraji Pienta, but she she would get the 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 leading on that, right? She'd get the lead, but to me, it's like they were all so close. I don't know how you say any one of them, how any one of them gets supporting, and the other ones don't, yeah, or how any one of them. Like I don't know. I, I feel like they kind of cannibalize each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. That said, like there's nothing that she did that was to me more memorable than what any anything Janelle or okay. Taraji did. All right. So, so it was I would say all equally good. Sure. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know she kind of like a little bit more of the comic part of that. I feel like she was a little goofier, right? Wasn't she? Was? Yeah. Hmm. Well, she uh, had more interactions. She had like more like interactions with uh like like nasty white ladies. So that's like, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyone um, feel anyone is uh, snubbed off this list? Anything uh, glaring omissions? Mm, I, even, I forgot mm, that we did stuff like that. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sure Amy Adams should be in here again for something. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess she's actually not for she's wow. Not, yeah, I just looked at that as well. That yeah, I didn't realize. That's a little shocking. Um, I I, I kind of don't know. Like I I feel like this year there's been good performances, but uh, really good ones from what I've seen. But I uh, granted, which is not a lot, but I think uh. I can't think of a standout, like, one supporting performance that, like, made me change my mind about a movie or, like, think twice about one. Mm. All right. I'm trying to find my list. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. So so we'll skip to who do we think will win? Viola. 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 I, I I have to go. I trust you guys. Um, I've not seen Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I would say, like, if, if, if this, if Viola Davis wasn't nominated, I would love Naomi Harris to be recognized but i think a uh she, just a nomination she was great i thought viola yeah. davis was amazing in fences and, and i mean and nothing is uh naomi harris in moonlight she was also fantastic throughout like the the, the periods that they they have her in um like and it's like totally different feeling every time you see her like uh older and older but i, I oh, yeah. viola davis like brought that movie home completely yeah that, that like 20 minutes towards the middle or the end I felt like she, it, yes, it felt it felt actory, like capital A right. actor. Yeah. But you know, you still have to give it to somebody when they're that good. Yeah, but I yeah. would I would say like Naomi Harris is like would be like the punk rock pick. Yeah, and I thought Michelle Williams was good in Manchester. Um, I just think she I didn't think she had enough enough time. I, I agree with that. Uh, the last is that movie like two good. million years long. Yeah, uh, it's about that. Yeah. But she's probably she's yeah, only she's in it for like maybe little. six minutes, something like that. It, it's very, very little. Um, and yeah, that that is definitely a knock against it. But again, I like those few minutes. She does she does knock it out of the park. But um, yeah, Viola Davis killed that. Um, Russ, talk Yo. to us about the best supporting actor. I um, <laughs> best supporting actor noms are Mahershala Ali, Moonlight, so Jeff Bridges, Hell or High Water. Lucas Hedges, Manchester by the Sea. Dev Patel, Lion. Michael Shannon, Nocturnal Animals. So good. This is a stacked category in my mind. 
Yeah, oddly enough, this is the weird category because the Golden Globe went to someone who was not nominated, who was uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson in Nocturnal Animals. Who was oh, weird and was good. good. Yeah, yeah, he was weird and good. But I thought Michael Shannon was definitely the better performance in that movie. Um, I think Aaron Taylor Johnson's was just the more surprising. No, like, totally, yeah. Michael Shannon could do this role in his sleep, Yeah, but I didn't know that Aaron Johnson could do that. Yeah, no, that, that's... That's totally true. So I think it was more the surprise element. But yeah, Michael Shannon was so good. Yeah. Um, I thought Dev Patel was okay in line. I didn't think it was... Uh, I, I didn't think it was like an outstanding role or anything like that. Um, same thing with Jeff Bridges, honestly, in Hell or High Water. Oh, Jeff Bridges was like doing the Jeff Bridges yeah. performance. <laughs> like, it's not... It's not that's, it's, he's so great at it, but, you know, like, actually, we absolutely expected that, but... Um, I think there's a couple fun things missing that could potentially be on this list, but those are all sort of like, you know, oh, it would make me happy to see that. Like, maybe Ben Foster from Hell or High Water. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought Maybe any of the other uh, guys from Fences were also pretty great. Yeah. Yep. The brother and the son. Yeah, um, I really thought that, like, as far as Hell or High Water goes, you've got Jeff Bridges doing exactly what Jeff Bridges does, and that's fine because it's good, but you also had Ben Foster doing... What Ben Foster often does, being a kind of a creepy weirdo, but he but was raised to another level. Yeah. So I feel like that that is a little bit of an omission. Uh, I still haven't seen Manchester by the Sea, but I feel like Lucas Hedges, this nomination for him, is more of a, like, be prepared to have this guy get nominated a lot more. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, for, for me, the, oddly enough, I think there's a better uh, person to be nominated instead of him for... Uh, I think the, the kind of like for the sort of same heavyweight role would be the oldest son in Captain Fantastic. Oh yeah, he was, I thought yeah. it was a better yeah, role from a teenage actor than yeah. this one. Yeah, all those kids were actually very good. Yeah, they uh, were, but yeah, yeah, but it was never gonna much like you, yeah, you're much gonna, like I would say Sam Neill should also be nominated for Hunt oh, for the Wilder oh, People. But. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah, god, I forgot about. Oh my god, yeah, crap! Then, uh, another, I might have I to change say, my top ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, and then maybe something fun, like, uh, granted, if this was a year that La La Land wasn't there, we might see Ryan Gosling for Nice Guys, because I thought he was fantastic in that. Or maybe even, uh, I would love to see Daniel Radcliffe for uh, Swiss Army Men on this list in this role. Yeah! Oh, that would have been, like, a a pretty good nomination. <laughs> That's what I mean, like, this, this is a, like a, a fun one for kids. And supporting right. actors sometimes. Kids. Is that category that's like, oh, that's a fun thing. I'm glad that got on there sort of thing. Like, that's nice that it popped up. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Um, all right, what do you guys think? Uh, who will win? Yeah, start with who will win. Oh, uh, Masa, uh, what is it? Ma- Mahershala Ali? Mahershala. Mahershala Ali. For sure? I think he's going to win. I yeah. think so. I think... Yeah, I... he's like kind of the most buzzed about... And he was so fucking good in that about role. people. Yeah, he he's great. He was so good. Um, who would you guys want? I think, yeah, honestly, it's it's him or Michael Shannon to me, and and Mershala was just just immediately so charismatic, and you're just drawn to him on the screen. Yeah, I would God, love if he, he has has, uh, has Michael Shannon been having a, a, a quite a year, right? Like a lot of Michael Shannon these last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it has been. Yeah, oh, he works a lot. Yeah, which is like I feel like it's only been the last couple of years, but now I just see it constantly. Well, I think it's because he's also uh, what's the name? What's the name of the guy who did uh, like Midnight Special and Mud and? Take shelter. Jeff Nichols. 
Jeff Nichols. I think because his movies are small and probably film very quickly, mm-hmm. so Michael Shannon's immediately in a movie a year just from Jeff Nichols. Yeah, that's true. So and they're almost all Then he's getting in, like, cast Texas. in the stuff that he would normally yeah. be cast in. Yeah. Uh, all right, Alex, any... We, how do you feel about how do you feel about that? I've only seen Moonlight on this list, right, and I feel great about that. Winner. I think he was he was awesome. Like I, uh, I think he's uh, he did a great performance. Like I think it's definitely worthy of being on there. Nice. All right, let's move on. Uh, uh, well, uh, one one awesome uh, snub that I think would oh. never be nominated, but I would have loved it is Patrick Stewart. Oh, and Green. Room. Green. He did. That was that was a that was a character change role for him, and he and he nails it too. Yeah, we haven't seen him that evil since like Conspiracy Theory and Mastermind, (laughs) or or Star Trek, depending on your thoughts. Twenty-one years ago. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, Peter, read off the best original screenplay. Best original screenplay. We have Hell or High Water, La La Land, The Lobster, Manchester by the Sea, and Twentieth Century Women. The movie I think we all saw. <laughs> I, I, we need to discuss it further. <laughs> We've talked about it so much Hands that we're not down. even going to mention it. Things going to win, anymore. want to win, moving on, next category. <laughs> um, so I, I still haven't seen The Lobster. I thought it was, I, I was very surprised that, because usually original screenplay, we get one of those like big yeah. risk, very different films, and I was surprised that The Lobster fit in, fit this year. I was not expecting it to be that one. I, I'll be honest with you, The Lobster is a one movie that I think maybe I just like watched on the right day mm-hmm. uh, because I was like kind of shocked at how much I, I ended up really liking it. And um, Oh, I liked it too. I, I, I can see <laughs> how it's one of those films that like someone could nominate or say that they, it should get nominated and people would like roll their eyes thinking they're just trying to be like cool or something for it because it's so deadpan. Yeah. It's like kind of not very accessible. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not at all. It's really, not, it's a movie that gets better in like after it's over. If okay. you watch yeah. it again, then you're like, okay, yeah. But first time in, I even knew to expect deadpan, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I, like it took me a while to like get into that world because yeah. they kind of just throw you into it. Like, yeah, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but I really liked it. Any any yeah. anyone feeling any snubs or flubs? Yeah. Well, the problem is I just don't know which ones are original or anything of like the things I would think. But yeah. Right. Uh. Uh. So I. I don't. What one? Let me check the. Uh. Golden Globe. I think it was La La Land, wasn't it? Um. Yeah. I mean, that guy does kind of like print awards now. I think. I, I can't see how he gets original screenplay, considering the worst part of this movie is <laughs> the is the screenplay. Yeah. It absolutely. Is. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, not Golden Globes only close. does screenplay. It doesn't do the difference between... Oh, what one? Adapted or uh, La La Land won the Golden mm-hmm. Globe. That's oh. fucking insane. Um, I, You know what? I wasn't... I mean, I liked the movie, but I think Manchester by the Sea was a really strong screenplay. Um, I didn't even a lot see of heavy, it. A lot of heavy scenes that were mm-hmm. written very, very small. Yeah, that's true. To make them really work. So I would I would I would like to see that happen, but yeah, I I think this is one of the ones that is a lock for La La Land just because people fucking love that terrible movie so much. I like that movie quite a bit. I like that I like that movie too. <laughs> I think that movie is uh, good. <laughs> but fair enough. I think people make that movie bad. 
I agree. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> that said, I think Manchester. I think Manchester wins. Oh wow! You think so? I know. I got it. I got to think they they're going la la land hard this year. I I, I just I could, I could see Manchester. Those those years where something sweeps end up being the lowest. Ra- I mean, granted, they're not trying to goose the shit for ratings, but I, I think there's going to be a few times La La Land can't win. It's not going to win every fucking nom. So even if it if it wins ten out of the fourteen, I think this is one that it loses because it's not a good screenplay, and anyone who says that it is is a fucking idiot. Oh yeah. So that's my <laughs> personal. And of course, twentieth century women. Once again, oh my God. I think we all agree. Yeah, that's our personal. I think that, I think that man that wrote it probably killed it. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Alex, uh, give me yes, adapted. Sir. Oh, best adapted screenplay. We got Arrival. Uh, do you want like the no. uh, Eric? No. no, no Arrival. <laughs> best hidden figures. Lion. Moonlight. And Moonlight Blue. Oh, no, that's the movie. The thing. The thing that's from. It's Moonlight. Moonlight's the last one. You sure? <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, so as I said, the uh, Golden Globes doesn't do an adapted screenplay. So there's no... We don't know who's who's up there. But I... I, I... Think Fences? I think Fences. Personally, I, I would say Fences. Oh, I was going to say either Moonlight or Arrival. This being one of the, one of the ones that I would love to see Arrival take. I don't. I. I. I was talking to my mom about Fences because she's seen Fences the play twice and the movie, and she's like, "I don't get what it would get from adapted screenplay, considering it's literally the whole fucking play. Like, there's there's nothing that's different." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so adapted, it's really just they took the screenplay and made it. <laughs> So yeah, there's all those weird rules about what counts as an adapted yeah. screenplay. Like, even if it's a sequel, it's automatically an adapted screenplay. Yeah. Even if it's you know, even if the sequel is an original story, just because the characters came from something that came before it, sort of thing. Like, yep. very strange. I hear that, but I mean, I guess it's it's in one of the two categories. And if this was if it was in best original, I would have still I would have said that that should have won best original. Yeah. Um, I would almost say for for this guy, I would say Moonlight wins, but Arrival should. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I love Moonlight, but I think this is one of the ones that Moonlight... With La La Land and Moonlight, you have to play the game, what can it afford to lose? And I think Moonlight can afford to lose adapted screenplay, because, yeah, the screenplay was solid, it was very good, but that film kind of holds up a little bit more, I think, under its direction. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I could give it... I could let this lose adapted screenplay, but I, I think it's going to win it anyway. But I'd like to see—I would have liked to see Arrival take this, because mm. I think Arrival does something very different with this genre that you don't really see coming, and it makes it—it's yeah, just a smart, yeah, a uh, smarter, more fun movie. And this is a year after The Martian, which was supposed to be like a, a space, a smart space movie. And this is a smarter one. Yeah, but I say for Arrival, and this is something I'll talk about during our top 10 but it's like it, I think the screenplay works so strongly because this is an entire big premise sci-fi film that's told from one person's perspective yeah. like it's we get so much of the story just from seeing and hearing what she sees and here like we skip over so much yeah. yeah so I think that's that's I don't know that's I think that's yeah, the strength that's of the screenplay yeah 
agree. All right, all right, all right. Um, let's move on to animated. Everyone want to do animated? Sure. All right, sure. Russ. Okay. Animated. Best uh, animated feature film. Kubo and the Two Strings. <laughs> Moana. Uh, My Life as a Zucchini. I'm a Zucchini. <laughs> I'm a Zucchini. <laughs> God damn it, we did the same. The Red Turtle. Red and Zootopia. Racism exists everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I only saw one of these. I've seen two I, of them. I've seen one. I've seen three. Ooh, so you've seen more. All right. I have seen Tiggs, Moana, talk yeah. first. Okay. Um, I love Zootopia. I, 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 I love the characters in Zootopia. I love every, I love watching Zootopia. Like, I could watch that movie a bunch of times. It just feels like it's great. a really good animated film in general. Uh, Moana, I actually think, was kind of weak uh, compared to a lot of the other. And, I mean, you know what? Take my... I kind of fell asleep while I was in theater. Um, so, you know, take that as you will. And I fucking love The Rock. And, and I love... Uh, just Disney in general and, and, and Lin-Manuel soundtracks and everything like that. But I still felt like, I don't know, Mo- Moana was, was kind of lacking in a lot of spaces uh, for me. Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings is one of my favorite movies of the year and it will not win this, but it should. Um, I would love, I think, I think Laika has deserved this award so many times. And Paranormal. this, this is the time I think they're going to get it. I like, I think the really? I like this more than style, and I fucking love Paramount. Yeah, I think the style of this one is just so is just so fucking ready to finally yeah. get them an Oscar. And I think that the the style of it all works so well with this story and everything. Like there's I don't know. I, I Kubo I've watched Kubo multiple times now and, and it just gets better every time I watch it. What um, do you guys think? I Wait, so what did you see, Russ? Zootopia. Okay. I thought it was good. Maybe a little heavy-handed, but it was good. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like for a kid, maybe you kind of need that. Yeah, totally. Uh, Moana, I didn't see, but I'm sure I think it was cute. Yeah, and totally Kubo, is. I know I'll like because I like all Leica stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it it got away from me, and I never it. I kind of it came at a time when I fell behind, and it was hard to ever catch up. It was my T-Mobile Tuesday rental uh, last Tuesday, so I'll probably like watch it when we're done with this. Brought to you by T-Mobile. Yeah, I'm so glad yes. we finally got that first big sponsorship. <laughs> um, you guys, anybody know? They have a deal right now about my life as a zucchini or the red turtle. I'm I re- have... I'm actually reading the Wikipedia right now on my life as a zucchini. I have no idea what either of these are. Uh, it's a French film. Which one? Yeah, uh, my life as a zucchini. Okay. <laughs> the the red. Oh, sorry, it's uh, Swiss. It's a it's a Swiss. It's apparently French and Swiss. Mm. Oh, the Red Turtles presented by Studio Ghibli. Shit, gotta go. <laughs> but it's but that is French as well. It's a co-production between Wild Bunch and Studio oh, Ghibli. G Kids or oh, okay, all right, interesting. French, red. Um, I would. Uh, God, I feel like I need to watch that. No, all right, yeah. But yeah, definitely want Kubo. But if not Kubo, it's gonna go to Zootopia. I don't think Moana has a chance. Really, I thought people had a real. Uh, they'd have voter for that song, right? That, that song wins, Oh, yeah, maybe? the song's nominated. Yeah. And again, it's Lin-Manuel, so it, it's, you know, it, it has his flavor. It has his, he sings the fuck songs, um, most yeah. of them at least. So, like, it's it's still good, and it's still catchy and everything. And I like the songs in Moana a lot, but I, I yeah. 
I really love Zootopia because I, I thought that all the characters in Zootopia were just like top notch, and Kubo is is like a melding of character and animation and story. Um, it's it's just like everything together, and it just works so well. Anyone see that Trolls movie? All right, so mm. next, <laughs> um, uh, Peter forgot your name there. Give us best actor. All right, we're looking at Casey Affleck. Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield in Hacksaw Ridge, mm. Ryan Gosling in La La Land, mm. uh, Viggo Mortensen in Captain Fantastic, mm. and Denzel in Fences. Mm. Uh, for the Golden Globe, this uh, was won by Casey Affleck in the drama category yeah. and won by Ryan Gosling in the musical comedy. So this is where the dun, dun, dun. real head-to-head comes up. But I think the SAGs, uh, didn't, did they, didn't they go Denzel? They did, yeah. I believe, yeah. Oh, wow. So that really throws a wrench in shit. This, this is all over the place, and I I do we can, think we it can, is between those three, honestly. I think we can start. We can get Andrew Garfield the fuck out of there right off the bat. And he was yeah. good in that movie, but it's just not. I don't under. I don't know know why that movie's nominated for Best Picture. Uh, like I, I, all the nominations in general for it, it was it was a fine. It was fine, but it wasn't amazing or anything oh, like that. I don't think it was amazing at all. Yeah. I, well, I didn't really like it, but I just thought. I, I don't think it even does well what it does that well what it's doing. Like there's better war movies, there's better spiritual movies. like it's just I don't know, it's just it but seems how many too other spiritual war, war movies. Oh, good point. Oh, yeah, there we go. It's like Christian rock. Yeah. This is this now going to be a new genre. Um <laughs> so I think the Casey Affleck um uh you know, legitimate and I I think good pushback is going to take that award away from him. And we're looking. Oh, at, I think right. we're gonna look. At, we're gonna see uh, Ryan Gosling beat Denzel. Actually, even though I would rather it be Denzel, I would much rather this be Denzel. Um, Me too. I still don't know. Is there still backlash against Casey Affleck at the moment? He's yeah, like right. a big creep. I know yeah. that, but I mean, I thought it like came up and it went away, and then it came up, and then everyone was like shaming the people that brought it back up, and I don't know. <laughs> Well, it's not fake news. It's real, and he did it, and he does it, and still does. So mm. that's allegedly. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you for covering our, our ass there. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think Pete's probably right. I think it does go to to, to Ryan, even though I don't know. Don't think he probably. Yeah, event, eventually there's got to be a groundswell of awards. And... Anyone's anyone see Captain Fantastic? Yeah, I love it. He goes really good. I loved it, but I don't know how he broke through here because that movie didn't do well at all, even for like an indie. I yeah, really it enjoyed really it. It's really weird. I don't know how it showed up. It like, like I don't I don't know how he got through this field. Are but... there snubs? Who does everyone feel if there are? Uh, what snubs are there in this category? Well, it was fun that the Golden Globes actually did take the time to nominate Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I don't think that was ever going to happen here, but yeah, no, not a chance. I don't know. The, the, even the Golden Globe nominations are weird because they also had uh, Joel Egerton and Loving, which I thought had I didn't see so much going for it award season. It kind of just completely dropped off. Yeah. Um. Uh. Who else? Uh. Colin Farrell and Lobster, Hugh Grant and Florence Foster. No one saw it. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill and War Dogs, just because I think Jonah Hill's been nominated twice before, so they just Golden Globes love that. Once and you get again. nominated, <laughs> you just get nominated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know about snubs. Uh, I mean, I guess for the Oscars, Tom Hanks for Sully doesn't like. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that movie was good. Nor did I see it. Nor will. <laughs> I. Yeah. 
That movie was not good. I did see it, and don't waste time. But it made it was a Clint Eastwood movie about a person who is real, and it made a lot of money, and Tom Hanks was in it. So that's yeah. like that is Oscar. It's, that is how to make an, a, a best actor nomination one hundred and one. I, I think there was backlash from the birds. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I feel like Denzel was just so good in this role. I mean, the one thing, I don't know, I don't know if people are like, well, he, yeah, he's good in this role, but he, he also played it every night. For, well, sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's called getting into character. And, and but he practicing. also had to play, he, he, I mean, he also played the son role earlier on. Like, oh, he's he done really? both roles. Yeah, wow. he's, he's done Fences twice. Jesus. The first time he was the son and James Earl Jones was. Oh. And then he took over, like, years later. And did the James Earl Jones role, and some other person was the kid role. Mm-hmm. So he's done both. But I think to have to direct the movie and act in it, that's still, I think that still tips the scales. I think he should win just based on that. Yeah. Like he had to, I don't know how you have to pay attention to every single bit of a production, but still give one of the best performances you've ever given. Yeah, no, it's like Kevin Smith and Jane Silent Bob Drake back. I hear you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So, are we all feeling that this is Gosling? Do or, or... I, th- I, think... I think I think Gosling steals this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be. It's close, but uh, yeah, it's probably gonna end up being Gosling. That's kind of sad. Um, I mean, he was great in it, but uh, I lo- I'm a big. I like Ryan Gosling a lot. It stinks that he's gonna that he's gonna get. Shut up. He's going to get an award for this when he's done so many things that were better. But whatever. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, Russ, best director. Oh, take a minute. We're swerving. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, best director, Denny Villeneuve, Arrival, Mel Gibson, somehow, Hacksaw Ridge, Damien Chazelle, La La Land, Kenneth Lonergan, Manchester by the Sea. Barry Jenkins, Moonlight. Uh, this went to Damon Chazelle uh, in the Golden Globes. It's and it will here. again. I oh, can't yeah. imagine it going anywhere else. Um, I think Kenneth Lonergan uh, disqualifies himself because he lingered on the shot of him in that movie for just an oddly long amount of time. <laughs> Wait, who was he in the movie? He was the guy that uh, says, hey, nice parenting. Oh, yeah! So Casey Affleck yells at him, and then it just, like, follows this dude down the street for no reason. Yeah. Like... Casey Affleck and the and the kid aren't even the shot. It's just like following the director down the street, and it's kind of dumb. I forgot about that. Yep. So I mean, I, I I didn't really like La La Land, but if if there's an Oscar nominated musical and that person doesn't win Best Director, I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they love yeah, that. They're not going to give this to the little gritty like artsy Moonlight as much as I thought it was a better directed. Uh, it's really yeah, no, close. I, I, I think it's it's. Probably is a better directed movie, but but I I think if there's something that La La Land can get, mm-hmm. it would be this. Like this makes sense to me. I get it. It, it when you know the Academy and you know musicals it, from the first the first musical, uh, the first like five minutes of the movie, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I oh see yeah, where this is the going. highway scene. I was like, yeah, I was like, this just won an Oscar based on this scene alone. And that scene, I, that scene was great. Like that was just, it's yeah. awesome. It is great. The same place it's that re- Speed was uh, filmed, I believe. It's really. It's, <laughs> I think it is though. But it was, <laughs> that wasn't a joke. 
It was really, it, it was really well done, really well shot. Yeah. Um, I think Moonlight is such a smaller movie. It is. And when a movie, well, like when you have big and bombastic versus smaller, mm-hmm. big is going to win in this category. I think Moonlight uh, is like from a directorial standpoint was fucking brilliant. I yeah. thought it was great. But this is the Oscars. They're not. They're not they're gonna give process. it to the little to the little guy for right. this for this award at yeah. least. I feel, excuse me. I, I feel like it is between these two. Honestly, I, I thought that Manchester was uh, very well done, uh, and especially making such a long movie not really feel that long, and never really feeling bored by it, and, and just kind of just enjoying being in it, even though it was horribly depressing. Um, I thought Hacksaw was. Mm, uh, yeah, I don't. Know, whatever. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it deserves. I don't think it deserves. Yeah, his I don't think it deserves his nomination either. Um, I thought Arrival uh, did a great job at, at making this grounded sci-fi story that actually ha- that could like you know seems like it could be happening in real day actually be super believable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think La La Land is like this huge, crazy musical construction that like somehow worked out, and I think that the story of Moonlight and the story that they are telling and and the distinct time periods and distinct feelings. And, and just, like, kind of believing the entire way through this whole movie that, like, everything you're watching, like, believing in all of it and just, being, and just like, enjoying it, that I feel like that is almost as hard when you were taking something and just changing the actor three times and just trusting that the audience is going to go along with it. That is yep. very fucking difficult to do, and Moonlight kills it. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I personally would probably end up going Moonlight here. Um, this is... Wait, so you think Moonlight's going to win? I, I'm saying that is my personal oh, you know, yeah, choice. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would love for him to win, too. Um, uh, one thing, this is something I would love to see. Instead of Hacksaw Ridge, I would love to see uh, Jackie in. I thought Jackie was really, really well put together. A b- sort of mm. blending of timelines. Um, and also a blending of, like, recreated uh, news footage and actual actual footage. This I really, really great stuff. I really need to see this. Um, it's very well done. I'm surprised Fences didn't get there. Well, I, yeah, the more... I think there's some good stuff in Fences, but still, you know, I think that's the one that it will never get because it was also a stage play. Because it basically feels yeah. like a stage play. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. um, looking at everything else I have. Patterson? That was never going to get a nomination. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex? Yes, sir. You've seen La La Land and Moonlight. Yes. Yes. And Arrival? And Arrival. Oh, all right. Give us your Alex down on this, on, on this best director. What do you think? Uh, I, I, I think you're right. I think that, like, I really appreciate, like, I kind of agree with what you guys said. Like, I appreciate the way uh, Arrival was done because I think that it, like, told the story the way it needed to be done and uh, made for, like, what was not necessarily the most, like, biggest and impressive CG spectacle uh, something that felt impressive, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and 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 interesting, uh, and, and I think that like yeah, like Moonlight, the way like the the way that like it it you know he tells the story with that like I I don't know personally like I think like which one of these probably like affected me the most watching them yeah it's probably like the directing of Moonlight, um, but like La La Land yeah it's what can I say like it's a <laughs> It's a like LA based uh like you know industry musical. Yeah, I mean like and it get yeah, it gets like yeah, like it's like again like the how we seen like other stuff like that the the uh planetarium or whatever seen like they did those like set pieces really well. 
Uh, and I think that stuff is what a lot of people remember. They don't remember like a million years of talking about jazz and stuff like that. Um, and like, especially, uh, but yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I think, I think La La Land takes it. Like, there's probably no way that it doesn't. All right. All right. Uh, let us move on to the best picture category. Uh, uh, each of you will take, we're going to end on best actress. Oh, we didn't do best actress. No, we go to best actress. Uh, who just read the last one? Russ? Alex is the next one. Yeah. All right. Isabel Hubbard. L. Ruth Negger. Loving. Natalie Portman. Jackie. Emma Stone. La La Land. Meryl Streep. Florence Foster Jenkins. That's Florence Foster Jenkins. I like that. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, this, this went to... L. Uh, L in the drama for the Golden Globe and Emma Stone for the comedy. This is the category that I've seen the least. I've, yeah. I've seen. Yeah, I've only seen two of these. I've seen La La Land. Yeah, me I've too. Seen La La Land and Jackie. Did any of you guys know Florence Foster Jenkins existed? Yeah. It came out in August, and I was like, nah. Yeah, I wasn't going to watch that one. Yeah. They they just got to tick that box every year having Meryl Streep there. Like, oh, yeah. Wait, Tiggs, I thought you uh, said you saw L. No, I tried to, but the copy I had did not have subtitles, so uh, I had to stop watching. And when you say copy, you mean the one you paid for? Yes, of course. Nice. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> I paid someone for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 would, I really, really like Natalie Portman and Jackie. I think it's a very, it's an odd performance because uh, uh, Jackie O had a very strange way of talking, mm-hmm. of speaking. But I think it's a really great performance. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess this goes to Emma Stone because every, like, every once again, this is, you know, that movie. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I could see it going to Jackie, um, but I, I haven't. I mean, I don't I think mean, it's going to go to L. Because uh, didn't Emma Stone win for for Birdman? Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. Um, Wait, who? Stone. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was just nominated. She didn't win. Oh, okay. Then yeah, then it's definitely probably going to. Go. <laughs> I was right. gonna say like maybe if she won a couple years ago and they, they say, "Oh, let's give someone else a shot." No, nah, they're gonna one for Boyhood that year. Well deserved. Yeah, no, they're about to make her the new lady. She's yeah. new it lady. New, yeah. new, new. Yeah, she's her own person, but she's actually just Julia Roberts again. Well, I think I think they're they're a little burned from the underperformance of Je- of uh, Jennifer Lawrence's Passengers. If they're like, "Get out of here! We got a new lady, and her name's Emma Stone. She's better than you." <laughs> I think that's gonna happen. Anyone see Passengers? Nope. No. It wasn't good. I, no. <laughs> um. Okay. Now can we do best movie? Yeah, you have my uh, yeah. express permit. All right. Uh, in this order, Peter, Russ, Alex, read off the three. That yeah. the top three. So you do one, I two, really three. Yeah. Russ oh, does. cool. We have Arrival, Fences, and Hacksaw. Shouldn't be there. Ridge. We Hell have. or high water, <laughs> hidden figures. Jesus Christ. La la la. Wait, did I run? Did I walk over yep. stuff? Yep. Shit. <laughs> hey, every every award show has this like kind of fuck up in terms of a presenter, and like Uh-oh. we have a good laugh, and like that that presenter's lambasted on Twitter and, and the internet oh, the next oh, day, oh. and we just had our own little moment. Alex is the Steve Harvey. Miss <laughs> yeah. Venezuela. Or, so, or the uh, John Travolta. John Travolta. Oh my God, this was so Adele good. Adele Dizzy. <laughs> and uh, finishing up in the Alex slot, Lion. 
Manchester by the Sea and Moonlight. Woo! Does right, anyone have any, like, think anything but La La Land and Moonlight have a chance here? Nothing else has a chance. I nope. mean, I heart it. Oh. Uh, no, I don't think so. You don't think it's going to be some random? It's going to end up being Manchester. I don't. I don't. I don't see either of these movies splitting people. So it's just going to be it's this or that. Like I don't think anything else is going to steal votes. And I feel like know? nothing else has been like like Spotlight last year was getting buzz, like getting a lot of buzz around Oscar time. Uh, and I feel like all I hear about is how people are still talking about La La Land and Moonlight. They're yeah. the only. They, you would think they're the only two movies that came out this year. Yeah, basically. Um, last year, <laughs> whichever. Um, that said, I think La La Land wins. I think Moonlight should. Yeah, I, I want yeah. Moon, I want Moonlight to win. I think La La Land's gonna win it, and that upsets me. But I I'm tired of shitting on Moonlight. I'm sorry, shitting on La La Land today. I think Ma- La La Land's gonna win it, but I think Fences should. Ooh, I like it. Uh, I think La La Land will, but I think Moonlight or Rival should. Ooh, Alex throwing an arrival. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, fucking A. Um, and I guess All that's right. the end of part one yeah. of this podcast. Uh, now, if you just flip over your cassette tape, uh, you can continue on with part two. For some reason, now I assume every person listens to this podcast in the back of a Teddy Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I was going for. <laughs> or my 2XL, either one. Um... Yeah, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to give you our top tens of the year. But in a different podcast. But right? in a different... Yeah. No, it's going to be one podcast. Oh, I'm, God, I'm not doing twice the work. I'm <laughs> doing this once, and I'm getting it out there. Um, we'll be right back. And we are back. Uh, right where we left off. All in the same places. Mm-hmm. 25, 30 minutes later. All right, you know what? That was that was like an angriest groan from Russell. Let's just get right into this thing. Um, no, we are doing. It wasn't. Oh, okay. Um, then maybe it was drunk prone. Maybe. Oh, that's what I like to hear. Okay, yeah. So as usual, we'll go through our top tens in reverse order. Um, I can handle it. No, you, you <laughs> seem a little nervous. So I want to help you out. Um, we'll. You know what? Peter, you seem like you need a little bit of help. I'm gonna help. <laughs> so we're gonna go through our top tens in reverse order. Alex. Yeah, no. I was like, Russ <laughs> you up for that bit. Oh, my God. Oh, shit, sorry, guys. Russ softballed oh you God. the bit. I was like, man. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I was miles away. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? We're going over uh, Oscars? We're doing the Oscars? <laughs> All right, so uh, we're we'll going around and around, Robin, each giving you three of our movies at a time. We're going around and around, Robin, to give you guys our movies. That was at the bit. That was pretty good, yeah. No, yeah, you nailed it. Um... So you know what? Let's just get things going here with Alex. Give us your your ten nine ten nine eight. Okay, uh, I certainly don't have to open my list. All right, so yeah. ten is Zootopia. Uh, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, then Hunt for the Wilder People at number nine. Nice. Uh, again, uh, really really cute, fantastic, and eight. Uh, Deadpool. Hmm. Very nice. Right. Yeah. Wow, moving through this pretty quickly. Anything you want to say about those or no? Oh, shit. All right, I didn't know if you were, like, waiting for a round. Um, sure, no, we no, can no. wait for a round. No, I mean, if anything, like, sticks out to you. Yeah, like, you just want to, yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, I, oh, okay. Um, Hunt for the Wilder People, I, man, like, that, is that the right name? Yes. Shit. Yeah. Okay, a few. I always kept, I kept messing it up. Um, that was one movie I was, like, just found so endearing. 
Uh, and I love what we do in the shadows. And I thought this was like a really interesting, family-friendly kind of follow-up to it. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it didn't make my list, but I enjoyed it greatly. uh, And Deadpool, uh, this was a movie that, like, I have oscillated between loving and hating in many ways. Yeah. um, Over the last year. Uh, and I finally just decided to embrace it and like it and not let like people that were, I think again, it was one of those ones that the fans really, um, kind of made annoying. Like I remember people being like, oh, well, uh, one of our friends actually being saying like, I could, I feel like I could never see a comic book movie again after it. Really? All right. That's a little much. Uh, I agree with you. A real douchey thing for Ashley to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I agree, and I I really like Deadpool, and it was right at the right at the edge of my list. It didn't end up making it, but I really, really enjoyed everything that they did with it. Uh, and it, it sort of like you didn't think it was going to succeed in the ways that it did, because um, it was just like this Deadpool movie, and, and it was Ryan Reynolds doing like you know he yeah, and and, and it and just went of... so hard with its with everything that was Deadpooly about it that it just worked. Yeah, and like uh, you know what? Like honestly, after like I played the Deadpool game, I've I've read a lot of the Deadpool comics. I the shtick is, um, you know, it it, it can be fun, yeah. but it can also get played out totally. Um, so like God, like people being like Deadpool for SNL, like that was is he just gonna say that he's in a sketch in every sketch? Like right. I would probably watch that. No, that you're he's just like lining it out like that. <laughs> uh, Hey guys, in Celebrity Jeopardy, I'm saying this word wrong. Like it's just like I don't know. Like it's it's a really bad Deadpool impression. But um... <laughs> that was a Deadpool impression. I yeah. I didn't hey guys, I thought that was a really bad Alex Deadpool. Trebek impression. No. Hey guys, it's me, Deadpool. I'm a Spartan oh, cheerleader. Oh, now it's okay. I'm I get all, it now. Uh... Wait, why would Deadpool I'm... be a Spartan cheerleader? I don't know. Hey, it's me, Deadpool. I'm a sushi chef. Like, oh, <laughs> come this on. I would say. All right. All, all right. right. All right, I'm all good. Right. All right, good. All right, so now let's move on to Russ. All right, cool. Word. Uh, my number ten, don't breathe. Nice. Don't breathe. Made me want to breathe. Shit blood. <laughs> nope, shit blood. Oh uh, it was God. terrifying. Yes. Uh, it oh. was really scary. It was really fun, and it. I didn't see it till video because. Everybody who saw it seemed to really, really, really like it. Yep. And I was like, it's hard, it's rare to get that in a horror movie where totally. everybody universally likes it. So I figured there had to be something there. Uh, and, and so rarely does a movie make me feel that uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. And turkey basters. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> really, uh, really ruined turkey basters. Yeah, a little yep. bit. Big I turkey, used to love turkey basters. Oh, big God. turkey baster must be so pissed. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. So that's my number 10. Nice. My number 9. A little film called Other People. Oh. This movie was built to make all of the tears in your body come out at one time. <laughs> it is the most gut-wrenching Barely funny, but really dramatic depiction of like what illness does to a family. Oh my god! Um, it oh. is great from a first time writer director, but really, really good 
but it's the kind of movie I can't recommend to anybody because like who wants to like it's hard to recommend the saddest movie ever. Yeah, totally. And say like, hey, watch it. It's really good. Sure, it's good, but I will never see this movie again. Okay. And my number eight, don't think twice. Oh, I I, I really meant to see that. Don't think twice feels a lot like um yeah. <laughs> some people I know. Oh my god, uh oh. No, but it's it's a really, really uh good I think I I get nervous when you even when it's good people doing improv in a movie yeah. because it's scripted, so how good could it possibly be? Though how good can most improv possibly be? Mm-hmm. But also it's it, it not it's a really good movie. Um I think it's made for men of a certain age and women. And I am now at that age where this movie speaks to me, not necessarily about improv, but mm. just life. Yeah. So for that, I thought it was very good. I really need to see this movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm like nervous to see it. because it's, just... Yeah, same thing. I was very hesitant to see it. Um, even like during like trying to figure out, is this movie f- only for me? <laughs> but yeah, I think it said a lot more about, you know, being in your 30s than I was expecting it to as well. Yeah. And not just about improv. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that, like, the 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 mirror it holds up using improv, like, it does so well yeah. capturing that scene and those it, uh, the people and all these things that, like, you kind of can't unsee parts of yourself having done this so long here. Yeah, absolutely. That, like, yeah. I hate, like, when people are like, oh, this movie just, like, gets me and my friends. Or it's like, it's just me. But, like, man, it, it felt... It felt too, it felt too real sometimes. Okay, this is this is why I'm terrified of seeing this movie. Yeah, good reason. Yeah. All right, Peter, I, we are just rolling through this right now, guys. Uh, Peter, give us your ten, nine, eight. Yeah, I had a real hard time picking a ten. I finally narrowed it down a second ago, and this is the one that had held on to it for a while, as like uh, I think I'm the only one who's gonna have it. But I love Midnight Special. Mm. Um, in terms of like very small storytelling. Uh, having a big sci-fi idea, but not telling us more than we need to see. Jump like really dropping us into a third act of a much longer film. Yeah, that's true. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, then at um, uh, nine, um, I have everybody wants some. A okay. movie I did I not expect to see. see I did not expect to like as I much as it. I did. Um, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was so much fun. I thought it was heavy when it needed to be, light touched when it needed to be, and um, through and through, just really great. Um, I, I think, oddly enough, like the scenes in which they actually play baseball are my favorite just because of how it colors their character for the rest of the movie and everything that you might like, not have liked them or liked about them. It's like you see how that how that's on a team and on the field. It's so, so like, really I, I think we well ha- done. I think we had the conversation. Like I didn't like the captain until I saw him... Practicing. On the field, yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Oh no, you're no, awesome. I'm the captain now." <laughs> That's exactly right. Right. Yeah. Um. So I would, yeah, highly suggest it if you haven't seen it. Uh, well, I think that was just Alex. I was. I, I'm the only one that hadn't seen it, yeah. and I remember like my roommate started watching it, and like I, I came in like Storm half an hour or so yeah. too late, and yeah. I was like, "Man, I want to watch this from the beginning," and I meant to like watch it uh, that night and completely forgot, and mm-hmm. I like. I, I, you know, Days and Confused was one of those, like, those movies I watched in high school yeah. when I was, like, taking film class, and I felt like I was, like, getting movies. And then if you so watch it, it now, does it feel like... No, it probably feels like an archaic, like, right. 
but like I, I, the idea of like this kind of spiritual successor, just slice of life uh, movie. I mean, it appeals to me. It, it just seems enjoyable. Like mm-hmm. it just seems delightful. Like in 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 always. And man, I'm I'm in. Yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, uh, my number eight is Jackie, which Ooh. I. Uh, Another one that I, I, I just watched last week, but I was very shocked about how much I loved it. Um, I'm Jackie. It's, uh, yeah, it's about, it's about a, a woman who, who talks a little, uh, a little funny. <laughs> so you kind of nailed it on the head there. Um, but yeah, it's, more so than anything else, it's the way the movie's constructed. Like, oh, I'm not breaking. I'm going to explain this. You guys are going to listen. Um, I'm broken already. <laughs> I'm already broken. Yeah, the I, I just think the way it's put together, how it weaves in and out of different um, setups, uh, you know, kind of it kind of goes back and forth with this one interview she was giving, goes back to the day of the the actual scene of the assassination, hours and days after, and like the funeral and everything, and I thought it was just like so well put together that I've never really seen a biopic uh, uh, sort of pace like this, and I, I was shocked at how much I really really loved it. And I, that yeah. performance holds up, holds up that film very very well. I really want to see it. And Peter um, Skarsgård as uh, RFK was actually oh. very good too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. Is that it? Is yep. that all? Okay. Nine, nine, all right. So let me go down my ten nine eight. At number ten, I have Your Name, uh, which is an anime film that uh, came out uh, oh. <laughs> came out this year. It is. I mean. Look it up. Highest grossing anime film of all time, et cetera, et cetera. It just, like, recently just eclipsed, uh, like, Spirited Away. Oh. Um, fantastic film about uh, two teenagers who uh, randomly just start swapping bodies one day. Uh, and it's, it, it's, like, interesting in, in its take on that when, uh, you know, the other person will, uh, one person will be in the other body for the full day and everything like that. And then the next day, uh, when the normal person's back, they're going to have to deal with those consequences uh, so it, you know, they start writing like messages to one another and it was just really good. Eventually does go batshit insane, uh, cause it's an anime, uh, but really great. And, and I highly recommend it, uh, to, if, if you like any, if you like anime, even if you just like animated films, it is very well done and very interesting. Um, number nine, number nine is, uh, notorious for, I believe Lockout was number nine, uh, the first year. Uh, so this year's Lockout is none other than Central Intelligence. Um, because, again, this is the movie that I've watched more than any other uh, throughout the year and and just enjoy putting it on, can put it on in the background, can put it on and just, like, pay attention and find it funny still. Uh, Kevin Hart and The Rock are just... They're really fun together, and I think I would just like either of them anyway, no matter what they were doing, but, like, together, it actually... It, it works really well, and it is just a movie that I can watch over and over um, and coming in uh, at number eight is Moonlight, and I am sure we will be talking a lot about that. And we just did, if you listened to that Oscar portion of the, well, you probably did, unless you fast-forwarded like 45 minutes into the podcast to find out what's going on. Uh, but just like a perfectly directed film for the most part, and just great storytelling and, and completely well done. So let us move on. Takes, I gotta say, like, uh, uh, Central Intelligence, though, I mm-hmm. enjoyed that movie way more than I should have. Uh, me too. Like, honestly, because I'm, like, I didn't expect to like, I thought I was gonna, I thought I was gonna enjoy it. And I was like, oh, I like basically any movie The Rock is in, I enjoy. But Central Intelligence, like, I watched it, I, I had, like, the 48-hour rental, and I think I watched it four times in that 48-hour rental. 
and then I bought I it mean, like the next day. Pretty much any movie that is like a throwback action, like comedy in the style yeah, of like totally. 90s, late 80s, like that is a recipe yeah. for me, like in you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. This was, yeah, this this was just just so much fun. Um, people are staying quiet, and then that means that we're friends. No, we're not friends. Well, no, anymore. Moonlight's going to come out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I meant yeah. about Central Intelligence. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I found it funny. I thought, you know. I liked it. Yeah. Hmm. A bunch of spy haters in this place. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Russ, let's start the second round off with you. Okay. Coming in at seven is a movie that we've already talked about. Deadpool. Nice. Really good, really fun. Um, I only saw Deadpool once because I had a feeling that if I saw it again, my opinion might change based on how many people wanted to suck this movie's fucking dick. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I agree. I did it again, and I still enjoyed it just as much the second time around. I thought, I, yeah, I, I, I found myself not as crazy about it the second time around, but, like, still able to watch it. I found myself, like, finding more jokes that I didn't notice the first time. Um, yeah, I think yeah. for me, like, it... But it's it dicey. A, it's a dicey it was proposition. An absolutely fantastic theater experience mm-hmm. uh, to see it, like, opening night and, and, like, laugh and laugh and laugh and have your girlfriend not hate it, which <laughs> also, like colors the experience yeah. as well so for that um that's my number seven my number six i can't remember if, i don't know if we've talked about it yet or if that was just on part one um but arrival we didn't talk that much about it in part one so yeah we should okay. start talking about arrival arrival is it's it i think i maybe said whatever it's just a really smart movie that that did that i think we don't get mid-budgeted films anymore, like thirty to forty million dollar budgeted movies, and I think this is one of those movies, one of those mid-budget forty million dollar movies that can do so much with so little. Like mm-hmm. it took its economy and fleshed out a world, and showed us um, a, a he- like a very big idea, yeah, but distilled it to the most important parts and got and and like really made you care yeah and you 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 go to see science fiction movies to not really give a fuck right because there's going to be explosions and aliens and fire you know more that more that independence day vibe but this gave you something that like made you think and i i think if more movies could not even sci-fi, like, make you actually think we'd be in a better place. But, yeah, yeah, Uh, Arrival takes my number six spot. And Arrival, I think, does a really good job of taking parts of the premise that would, in less capable hands, be just cloying and cliche and bad. Absolutely. There was so much, yeah. I I loved Arrival. It it was, again, like, one of, like, three movies that were narrowly cut from the list, like, right at the end. And uh, I, I enjoyed... I think that this experience was great in the theater. It, it is just like it's this slow moving but really interestingly told tale uh, that almost like it's a like a really good containment or whatever. Like it was like a Steven Soderbergh type of science fiction, uh, right? Slow right, 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 thing, right. Where you're just like, oh, it, this is it's showing you this other side of it that normally wouldn't be there because it's it can it can be just written off as like a boring uh, as like the boring part, and it, it makes it so interesting and just tells like yeah this crazy insanely human tale um, uh, about, during a time of 
uh, initial invasion. It was really cool. It was really great. Oh, yeah. So I was a big fan, and my fifth is Fences. Nice. Fences is just... Um, I think the only reason it's not any higher is because it's so self-contained. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this movie lives on its performances. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say they're not great, because obviously they're in, it's in my top five, but it is such a strong acting experience from top to bottom. Even Michael T. Williamson, who's proving that if you make him a little slow, he will glow. <laughs> Okay. This motherfucker. Because <laughs> he's Bubba and Chris uh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it's real fun. No, actually, it's not real fun. <laughs> well, that's, it's that's really what I good. think is great about it, because the first act is fun. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, the first act is fun, and then that movie takes a real fucking turn. Yeah. But it, it's it's worth it. it. It's a It really is like a master class, and like, this is how you act. Um, This is how you emote. And this is how you play with the gray areas of like being a regular person who makes mistakes. Yeah. That said, I really loved it. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I don't think I ever want to watch it again, like a lot of movies, but yeah. it's great. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Peter. All right. Change this uh, order up. Uh yeah, something that's gonna be talked about order by a up. couple other people next is uh for me at seven is Green Room. Oh. <clears throat> uh yeah, great thriller of the best, the biggest thing you can say about it. It just it felt so real. Like yeah. none of none of the violence felt outlandish or trying to scare you. Like it felt because you could imagine that happening mm-hmm. exactly as it did at that exact moment. Yeah, it it just it, it, that's what made it more terrifying for us. It just draws time. you in. Oh yeah, and, and, and like having known so many like punk bands and stuff growing up, like you can see like. A punk band be like, yeah, we're gonna stick it to these guys and play Nazi punk. Right, fuck yeah, up. exactly. Like that, like that, um, inciting incident. Wait, what is that? Uh, well, no, that, that, yeah, yeah. Well, th- that that moment, like that, is so of the that kind of person and all these things. It felt like I, I man, I fucking love it. We're gonna talk about it later. <laughs> I'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even like down to it was it was funny it was scary it was like hardly gruesome that the very last line so fucking funny yeah um so good so good yeah and uh yeah i think yeah i think every character was thought out even if they had like a little bit like i like the sort of things that played with what you think is like what you think might happen to heroes sort of things like that yeah um loved it uh next for me is moonlight nice uh you know really enjoyable from beginning to end i think i think it ends at this this very telling moment that tells you so much more about what this film's trying to say and how, because the way it ends, because what it tells you, because what it shows you, Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know, it makes the rest of it heavier in maybe places that you didn't really feel that weight quite yet until the ending. Um, Great performances all around. Same thing, I will never watch this movie again. Yeah, Uh, that is one thing. And I remember reading an article recently that was like comparing Moonlight to like the films of like Wong Kar Wai and stuff like that and Happy Together and just like the... the, use of colors and stuff and how it's similar and it's really like that's very high praise in my mind and, and like it, i think it holds true like it is just a incredibly well done movie all all around uh next for me <clears throat> at uh number five is nice guys uh i saw this expecting a fun shane black movie you know i've heard like people oh it's you know it's like kind of like kiss 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 bang bang was 
but I was really blown away about how funny I found this movie from beginning to end. Um, especially Ryan Reynolds, someone that I wasn't expecting to have like the the most sort of fun connection with, just thinking that he's a great comedic actor in that role. Uh, and then, yeah, same thing. Russell Crowe's fantastic. Uh, I think the plot moves along pretty well. Um, Ryan sh- Reynolds? Gosling. Yeah. Did I say Reynolds? My bad. Gosling. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shane Black can get a lot out of a child actor. I think that, that the daughter yeah, is really, she was really fantastic. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Great Keith David fight. Oh, that was really good. <laughs> yeah. Which always makes a movie better. That's true. Uh, yeah. That's for me. All right. Uh, Alex, give it to us. Okay. So we have, for my number seven, that's correct, right? Yep, number yep, seven. Yep. We got Swiss Army Man. Um, this is a movie, again, like I, I kind of just sort of, I think just saw it the right time, and I think it had its tweeness that sometimes I thought was going to stop me from liking it because I, I can find myself getting annoyed by that very quickly. Right. Um, but I ended up really liking it in spite of uh, sometimes itself, and I thought just the performances were great. I didn't necessarily love the end. I don't know. I feel like the ending kind of undermines the movie. The very, very end or like the, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that kind of undermines the movie and I almost like, and I guess maybe, I don't know if that's, I mean, I guess it is my problem because the movie was made. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But like, I don't know. I, I, if that for some reason stopped me from enjoying it even more, but um, I found myself like, I watched this like late night, just like with headphones on, uh, just like staring at it a few, you know, a foot away from my face, and just was engrossed in it. Um, Visually and everything. Yeah, I watched it in VR. <laughs> uh, all right, then my uh, number six is uh, L.A. L.A. Land. Um, oh God, that uh, was no, just like what? <laughs> uh, no, Lalit, man. Like again, another movie. Like I hate the people that are just so about this movie, but man, I also was like i really did enjoy the spectacle of it and there's not really the music actually isn't that great um i thought but like i really did enjoy what was there uh i don't know it it's it, it's something that like when it it came together i i found myself kind of uh along for the ride um and really enjoyed it uh and number five is the lobster Ooh. um yeah i really need to see it. uh I this movie can be like again one of those ones they just be like very funny and depressing and all these things at the same time and the whole allegory of this movie is just like uh and about relationships I just like it's like when you I don't know like when you like read some book that's a big metaphor something that when you're like young and in high school and you're like yeah man I get this you get me um in like that very like base way I don't know like it I I really like I was in for what this had to say uh, even when it was very dour mm-hmm. uh, and I enjoyed it I, yeah guys messed up dude Dogtooth that's some fucked up shit I'm done I need to I really need to see this movie I, I keep hearing so much about it and just like how polarizing it is and I think that's another reason that I've tried to steer clear of it but I just need to watch it and just kind of get it over with um, yeah I like. I assume I'll like it, and I'm. I don't want to not like it. Um, okay, moving on. I will be going now. So number seven, uh, echoing one of Alex's most recent La La Land. Um, 
I I did really enjoy the spectacle of it as well. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the acting. I I enjoyed. It's hard to say the story. I mean, it wasn't like the best story ever, but it was like it was fun to watch. Like it is, it is exactly what you would expect it to be. But it's so crazy that they pulled it off, and they pulled it off so well. Um, yeah, I agree. I but like it's not. It's the, nothing comes out of left field, right? Like it's basically the the movie you expect it to be. I mean, if you if you don't count surprise Tom Everett Scott, that uh, you know what any surprise Tom Everett Scott. Deserves a mention on my top ten list. This will be the one time I'm just going to cut it real quick and just say I hated La La Land, and that's the only time I'm going to talk about it right now. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised that like the fervor in which you dislike this movie. Oh, I just oh, I found it so unenjoyable. Uh, but yeah, we can just leave it at that. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Takes. Sorry. Um. Uh. My number six is Fences. Uh. I I feel like that this is just the most well acted. What's your number seven? Oh, La La Land, right. I'm drunk. <laughs> now, Russ is the Alex. Um, Offenses, I think, is the easily the best acted movie this entire year. Um, I, I think that they do... like, And again, it is a stage play, so it just, it, like everything that I'm about to say just kind of calls for it. But I think they do a lot with a very little, a very super minimalistic set, and just like in a very, you know, like standard, static place the entire time because it's a play but i just think it all works so well and that it works as a movie just as well um and like you just feel so confined and you feel so close to the characters the entire time that you just feel it even more um and uh, the performances viola davis and and denzel were so good and so and so were the sons um everything about this movie it was just so well done and uh number five is captain america civil war uh, I think I can officially say it is now my favorite of the Marvel movies. Ooh. Um, yeah. Ooh. Hands down. Um, this one, I, I watched it a lot of times, and I'm, I'm at the point right now where I guess I kind of was with Avengers 1, where if I'm going to start watching Avengers 1, I started an hour and a half into the movie, <laughs> uh, and I just like watched the last hour, and it's great. And, and in Civil War, I will typically skip forward a while until uh, they are basically... Or uh, Tony Stark is talking to uh, Peter Parker for the first time, and then I just watch the rest of the movie from uh, there. I was gonna say I think the the chase scene, the chase scene, and, and again, really like great, the thing, great. like but I can still put this movie In on at any point. Uh, I'm the, just, the reveal of Black Panther. The reveal of Black started. Panther is very good. Um, and again, like I can put this one on basically any point and just start and like watch it from there to the end. Uh, yeah. I, I I feel like that this Avenger fight was. Easily, like, the biggest spectacle and, and like, the most fun of all of them. Uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 like, there was, like, this and Doctor Strange both came out this year, and uh, I felt like Doctor Strange was cool visually and everything, but, like, but Civil War was, like, the Avengers 2 that I really wanted, um, as opposed to what they actually gave us. And, and, I, and yeah. that is why I like this movie so much more. Cool. Um, yeah. I can back that up. All right, so let us keep... Rolling, 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 rolling. Oh, come on. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, who went first last time? Rusted. Rusted? Okay, Alex. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, you'll give your so, first number one. <laughs> no, no, all right. So, uh, all right, this is four. Number four. Four, I have Don't Think Twice. Uh-oh. Uh, really gonna see this movie? <laughs> I fucking love, like... 
Man. Um, and I don't, again, I, I don't know if it's so hyper-specific or not. But, like, I, like, there are so many moments in this movie that, like, made made me feel, again, like, very sad in some mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. Because, like, I felt they mirrored stuff, like, too much. But, like, also, like, some stuff was just really endearing and being, like, yeah, like, uh, you know, a lot of the, you know, movie, because, you know, talk about improv, you see, like, people and friends, like, support each other on stage the way, you know, you can and should right. in improv. And, like, when you kind of have felt that before, too, like, it's it, it can be a very special thing. Yeah. And um, I found, like, some of their scenes of them doing improv in their improv shows, I was like, man, yeah, like, some of those moments are, like, pretty great. Just the reaction, just like the the states of which people's lives and what they go through when they're trying to be in New York and attempting things like comedy and all this stuff, and the way they treat each other um, is very relatable. And I man, I just it... I am starting to realize that the reason that I'm like so afraid to watch this movie isn't that I'm going to be like depressed by it. I'm afraid I'm going to watch it and like not be depressed by it at all. And just be like these those assholes up there, like they don't know what they're. And then just be then like slowly realize the the truth about it, and be like, oh god, yeah, um, and... <laughs> yeah and like you know, because this is a, a a thing that we do that can cause people to be mean and petty and backstabby, but what? also great. Yeah, like <laughs> no, but that's anything. But like, I think the way like they use that microcosm um, yeah. so well. Yeah, totally. Um, and everyone in it is just delightful, and um, I like them a lot. And then uh, for number three, I've got Moonlight. Um, probably heavy recency bias on this one, seeing I did like literally just watch it. Um, but, I didn't realize yeah. you said recency at first. <laughs> um, continue. Yeah. Like, uh, anyway, that's that's the right term. No, it is. Yeah. Um. But, like, this is a movie that, like, again, when we kind of we were talking about, like, the script, it was, for me, like, it was the moments that people didn't talk. Yep. Totally. That, yeah, like, 100%. meant everything in it. And, um, you know, watching, um, you know, the character in this kind of grow up and be, you know, angry and vulnerable and confused. And I was like, it's a, it's a really, like, interesting and kind of different, you know, kind of coming of age story that that we see a lot of times. And I just, man, I don't know. Like I, I thought it was like so well acted and so well put together yeah. and, and structure wise that like, I just thought it was like a really awesome film. I, I actually talking about snubs for I guess supporting. I feel like the uh, the middle, uh, like the high school middle age. Kid. Yeah, I, I like that. I thought killed that it. Is... Like he was so good. It it was ridiculous. Uh, more so uh, than that, any of the other that... ones. Absolutely, that that kid was um, really awesome. Um, all right, and number two. All right, for my number two, guys, I got Green Room. Nice. All right, I fucking love this movie. This yeah. is like you got like I feel like there's um I feel like every year or so I find like that one punk rock movie that makes me love it a lot. Um, and for me, like a, a thriller uh, with like punks, like like. Uh, Alex Nazis. means in the sense that he loves Nazis and he wants punk. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Um, no, like this uh, man, like I don't know. I I I thought that this movie was 
fucking gory and insane and hilarious uh intense and like man and i i've loved it like from start to finish um thought it was uh really great it was like a perfect it was an alex movie they made it they made it for me they really did yeah no that that was like the ultimate alex movie uh, once they were like doing Dead Kennedy songs, I was like, "Up, oh, Alex really needs to see this yeah. immediately." Yeah, guess what? I love it. It made number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't like. All right, Russ, you're up. Yo, cool. We're at four. All right, cool. Um, number four. We're getting to the point where it's movies that have been talked about. Uh, the Nice Guys. It was super funny. Um. I haven't liked Russell Crowe in years, and this movie um, showed, I think, a character that he doesn't often play that he should try to do more of. I thought Ryan Gosling's comedy was great. I thought the running bit of somebody getting shot in the background was so fucking great. Um, So The Nice Guys takes my four spot. Um, Moving right along, Green Room is number three. Nice. Um, it, I think it does what I think. I feel like Don't Breathe and Green Room kind of exist in this like new genre of thriller that's like just trying to get out of a room. Yeah. Um, and I'm into that because it ratchets up the tension to a very ridiculous level, but it also finds a way to be kind of funny at points. Yeah. Um, but no, I, re- I really, really liked it. Um, one of the few movies that didn't have that didn't have people doing the typical horror movie kind of "Why are you doing that?" tropes because everybody felt like a real person. Yeah. So even if they were doing something stupid, it felt earned. And yeah. and, and like you could lose characters in this like without any like at the drop of a hat with no yeah. like you can set someone up to be the hero yeah. and then they just die that's it yeah yep and i like that yeah and my two and i think we've talked about it a bunch already uh moonlight i think it is it, similar to what alex said it does so much when it's not doing anything and i think that the time jumps are awesome because they make you think about where he's gone as a character and as a person from, you know, being a little boy to being a, a teenager, like what happened in the middle to get him to where he is? And then what happened to get him from being a teenager to him being like a man? And it, it had me thinking a lot. And because the movie used not talking so much, it made every bit of dialogue that much more important. And I wish more movies would do that. Say less, but show more. Um, so Moonlight takes my number two spot. And it was very close to one, but it, 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 it it's like, it would oh, it's almost 1A, but there is no such thing as 1A, so it's two. <laughs> nice. All right. Peter, I believe that means you're up. <clears throat> uh, four for me, Fences. It's been talked about a lot. Uh, I think biggest for me, because I didn't know a whole lot about the movie, so the trailers of what I saw, those sort of snippets were just like, I thought it was more going to be about, centered around that scene between him and his son. Yeah. Like the, why don't you love me? Or why don't you like me? 
And when that this movie became about so much more, mm-hmm. um, and everything that it was about was handled with the same amount of time and 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 and, and grace for the most part. Uh, and then I just like they really toy with your emotions because you love Denzel Washington, and then you hate him for the same oh, reasons why yeah. you loved him too. Yeah. Like it's it's really incredible the sort of ride this takes you on. Uh, and just to echo what everyone else said, I agree. Um, number three for me. First time, I'm probably not the last time. Well, definitely not the last time we're gonna hear from this. But Kubo and the Two Strings, um, yeah, like a like a just knows what I want to see. Yeah, um, this possibly their most beautiful film to date. I 100 percent agree. Uh, most ambitious. Yep, 100 percent. The and, water in this fucking movie wow. is is amazing, and, and it's very it's like a weird thing to say, but if, if you see this movie and and watch that, and you'll just be like, how are they doing this? Yeah, um, and then uh, for big thing for me, I, I was a little disappointed towards the end because there's a you know there's a big climactic fight at the end, mm-hmm. and I was fine, feeling myself a little disappointed. And as soon as I was really feeling that, it completely switched on me, and threw it to this sort of ending and story for the ending that I wasn't expecting and was blown away by. Yeah, you um, expect like the big twist in the middle to be like the only thing, and it's it just keeps going on itself. It's yeah. <sighs> Um, and then at that point, I have Swiss Army Man next. Uh, same thing. This this was a movie that I just thought was really fun and uh, no pun intended, full of life for the first for the first like three quarters, and then where it starts to go, where it where it has sort of its switch, made me realize I wasn't watching the movie that it actually is, and it was about something very different, um, uh, which I loved, um, and I really once. Because you could really completely flip it around, and it's a movie that I, on a second watch around, I'm gonna like every single thing he talks to Manny about is going to feel differently. Um, yeah. Because of that, I, I I really I really love the sort of progression of that. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, which was what's our man at number two for me? Nice. All right. And now, the actual four through two. Um, <laughs> number four, I have Don't Breathe. Uh. Because I feel like it, it's weird that like Don't Breathe and and Green Room were both at this year because they're both such like stellar examples of this very confined horror movie. Uh, but but Don't Breathe really did it for me. Uh, just uh, the suspense that this movie creates, uh, I was feeling for like days afterwards, where I was like checking around me to make sure it was it was like uh, what was that Netflix um, horror movie that came out. Oh, Hush? Yeah, it was like Hush. Like, when I watched Hush the first time, I had to yeah. shut it off because oh, I was yeah, I love terrified that, yeah, that someone great. was going to break into my house. And uh, Don't Breathe, like, I, I was just terrified of blind people, I guess is what I'm saying right now. No, uh, It was it was just, I don't know, the, the sense of dread and suspense. Like, I knew, like, nothing could possibly happen, but I was terrified walking out of that movie. Uh, and it wasn't even gory at all. And I, and I thought that that was so impressive. Uh, that there was like, I mean, and I guess this is what the director had said because after Evil Dead, uh, people were complaining about how bloody it was. I mean, it does rain blood at one movie in that at one point in that movie, and at this one there was going to be like zero blood the entire time. Uh, and there was some very stupid stuff with this movie. Oh, I mean, there's a much more terrifying fluid in this. There film. is a much more terrifying <laughs> yeah. fluid in this film. Um, <laughs> but then, like, and just how it ends, uh, where it starts. I, I, this is like. Up there with one of my favorite horror movies. I did love the ending. Yeah. I, yeah. It, yeah. I think that that like, really sold it to me. Um, and just... 
the atmosphere that the movie creates the entire time is so well done. Um, it's just the direction of it in general. Like, there is just such beautiful shots the entire time uh, of just, like, inside this person's house. Um, anyway. Uh, number three, I think the funniest movie of the year, uh, the, the comedy that I've seen the most times this year, and that is Pop Star, uh, oh. Never Stop, Never Stopping. This movie's uh, great. This movie is hysterical. That's uh, very good. The, the, it's pretty great. Uh, the, the soundtrack is so good. Um, there is, there are, there are outtakes uh, on, in this movie where that are just as funny as stuff that was in the movie where you're just like, how did this not make it in? But it's like, well, movie was kind of like any, like another minute to this movie, even if it was really funny stuff would probably kill it because it is just so well done and, and just well-timed. But, oh man, there's an outtake about the song from Friends. So good. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that, the, the, you know, it's, the movie is exactly what you think it is going in. It, it's not going to be like making any crazy twists or turns in, uh, in this like genre, but it, it hits everything perfectly. And, and the Lonely Islands music is just, it's just really good. Like, the entire thing. I, I could listen to the soundtrack constantly. Yeah. Um, and my number two of the year is Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, one for each string. One for each string. Uh, again, we, we've actually, I think we've talked about this a decent amount, um, but... Oh, I only to I was the only one. Were you? Yeah. But we talked about yeah. it in the Academy Award podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, everything is so well done in this movie. Uh, it, it, well voice acted, uh, incredibly animated, uh, and it's just such a good story. Uh, the entire way through that like really like tugging at the heartstrings the entire time as well like it, it is just so so incredibly well done uh, watched it a couple times now and, and I could easily I'm thinking about after this podcast I might just go and, and watch it again um, is it over there? yeah it's right, <laughs> it's right in front of your computer oh very nice uh, okay so before we get to our number one guys do you want to do honorable mentions first or do you want to do worst movie of the year? Oh, uh, let's do honorable mentions after the number one in case like. Uh, oh, after the number one. Okay. Yeah, just so so uh, honorable mention is like anything that wasn't on anyone's list right. that you want to mention real quick. All I right. Think we know, I so think we worst... know what everyone's number one is at this point. I think so. Um, except yours. I don't know what yours is. It's right here next to it. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. So so worst of the year. I think we're all can be all in a very easy agreement that this should be Batman versus Superman. I Dark justice. I disagree. Uh, I don't know, man. Okay, uh, so I'm glad that all the the three of us have seen Neon Demon then, and we can all agree that Neon Demon is the worst movie of the year. No, because Neon Demon would damn near be an honorable mention for me, brah. Whoa. I fucking loved it. Yeah, you also like Only God Forgives. And Southland Tales. (laughs) All right, Southland Tales came out ten years ago. (laughs) You know what else did? The Village. Get off my back, too. Uh, Nah, The Village is a shitty movie for <laughs> shitty people. Neon Demon was great. Mm, okay, I disagree. All right. So, okay, so what okay, so so Tig says Neon Demon, I say Batman. Russ, what is yours worst of the year? Gods of Egypt, you idiots. I didn't think it was that bad. Well, no one saw it. <laughs> I didn't see it. Yeah. It is it is the worst. Did, did you did you actually worst. see Neon Demon? <laughs> I love Neon Demon. All right. Uh, Alex, your worst? I'll be honest, I mean, I could maybe go Batman vs. Superman, but I really hated X-Men Apocalypse. And I also really hated... Do I hate Suicide Squad? I think I might. No, no, Suicide Squad is a thousand times better than BBS DOJ. I 100% agree. I could watch Suicide Squad Yeah, you guys got my... All right. 
you always got my vote though for X Men Apocalypse or Batman vs Superman. I guess I'd throw in for 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 that one, but yeah, they're I all also, fucking say, bad. If any, if, Batman vs Superman is is my number two worst. Suicide Squad is my three worst. Look, guys, there's only one thing that we can all agree on, and that is, I think that to to end this category, we all have to agree that it was so bad that Interstellar gets this award for the second year in a row. <laughs> is no, Wait, no, be the third year? Really, is there third anyone that's going to say? X-Men Apocalypse wasn't yeah. the worst. Like, what was redeeming about that movie? Nothing. X-Men Apocalypse is worse than X-Men The Last Stand. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, no, agree. I agree. I agree. I think because... it was the only one. Um, oh, sorry. I think it was the only one I saw it, but uh, Independence Day as well is real terrible. <laughs> I've heard very good things. <laughs> All right. Well, X-Men no. The Last Stand, like, at least was a troubled production. They had to get a new director last minute. Brian Singer. I mean, uh, Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner. So, like... At least you can say, like, all right, there's a reason why it was bad. It was rushed. The, this movie was made pretty much with the exact same people who made the last one. Yeah. and it's, What's yeah, your excuse? It was just so crappy. Um, I, and, yeah, I hated, hated, hated it. Um, it's awful. Oh, it's real bad. Remember? No, I remember, like, uh, Tiggs, uh, oh. seeing it with you, I remember saying to you, like, man, if they had focused, the more interesting characters were those like henchmen that they killed off in the first five minutes. Yeah, no, those that is one hundred percent true. It was crazy. Those all seem more awesome than anything else that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, did anyone see I Inferno? Rising. What? No, the the uh, Dante's code. Oh. Yeah, da Vinci, da Vinci Code, code three. Yeah, Inferno. <laughs> no, that, that I was a any pile of, of horseshit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, for I, me, Bat- Batman does it for me because. The one thing I kept saying that I liked about Man of Steel and was, like, trying to be hopeful was, like, you know what? Man of Steel did a whole lot of work to make Lex Luthor the most sympathetic, understandable bad guy, very even-handed, like, who am I going to agree with, Uh, Lex Luthor or Superman in this next film? And then just completely went in the opposite direction and was like, this is terrible. It's real bad. Batman v Superman... It just, right. it's the proving point that DC, I mean, we all knew that DC didn't know what the fuck they were doing uh, in recent memories, but, like, just because of the Batman name, you were always kind of hopeful that they would... Get it right. Yeah. At least that, yeah. And then guys, this came out, and it was, it was, your mother's name is Martha, or whatever. Oh, like, same thing. And it's so long. It is a lot. It's it's, oh, it's, it's so, long. so long. It's like two. It's at least two twenty, if like, not yeah. two forty. Oh, I could never imagine yeah. myself watching this movie again because of its length, first of all, and then because it's terrible. Yeah, um, like so, like when they're not respecting my time, that's not a good <laughs> time. <laughs> but guys, also, Suicide Squad really sucks. It's stupid. It's stupid, but it's kind of, like, it's not something that I want to ever watch again, but I will just out of morbid curiosity, because I don't think it's as aggressively terrible. Yeah. And, like, Suicide Squad, like, you're always going to sit down with somebody and say, yo, this movie's real dumb, do you want to watch it? Okay. (laughs) You're never going to do that with Batman v Superman. I could drink and watch Suicide Squad, I could not drink and watch Batman v Superman again. I don't think there's not enough to drink. But guys, There's wait. not enough hours so... in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, Batman vs. Superman. You'll let take it. Well, I'll let let's, take let's, it. Hear the, let's hear the Gears of... the. I was going to say God's, Gears of Egypt. Gears of War. <laughs> oh, no, I say Batman v. Superman. Well, I want to hear the, I want to hear the Batman... Uh, God damn it. You can do it. God's of Egypt argument. God's of Egypt is just a literal piece of shit. It, I, there's nothing else you can say about it. 
It's an ep- It's a dumb fucking epic. It's the Jamie Lannister fucking... one, right? It's the Jamie Lannister Gerard yeah. Butler vehicle. Oh. Yeah, that was that was a pile of horse shit. I don't know what I was saying before. I just wanted to be with. Dude, uh... please, who did this again? Who directed this? Carson. No, really? Alex Proyas. No, Alex no, Proyas. Oh, of Alex course. Proyas. I what keep the fuck happened to you, up. Alex Proyas? I don't know, but it's real stupid. It's it almost feels like like a fake like a fake movie Friday. Like yeah. it does not seem like a real movie it's... that someone made to make money. If the intent on this film was to make money, I don't know how the fuck they thought this would do that. It is so stupid. It is so funny, unintentionally so. That's why I think it doesn't make worse movie. That is the only reason is that I think I could like literally watch this movie be drunk but and just it's laugh at real, it. But it's also, <laughs> you know what? Okay, I'll give it to Batman v Superman for the only reason that Gods of Egypt is like 10 minutes shorter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. BBS DOJ is the longest movie of all time. That's a fact. <laughs> Nobody look it up. Period. Don't look it up. Period. Right. I'm not going to say anything so. about Neon Demon. Um, Neon Demon is a legitimately good movie. That is, It is not a legitimately good movie. Nicholas uh, Winding Refn, like, I, I don't understand his new his new quest to make no one like him. I love that. It's, and that's what I think is the issue. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I, I think it was maybe kind of shot interestingly sometimes. I thought that the story was fucking boring and lame, and I thought that his choice to, I assume that they were all prostitutes or strippers because they sure as fuck acted like it. The entire time, it was just so grating to watch on the goddamn screen for just as long as Batman v. fucking Superman. All right. Oh, I like it. I was respectfully gonna... disagree. I understand, no. And this is another, like, super polarizing movie because I've definitely talked to people who either love it or, or you hate it. Um, and I think that's just, like, that's just his movies now in general. Yeah. He's um, no longer, like, he made Drive, and he's like, oh, shit, I can't ever do that again. Yeah. But... I don't ever want anybody to just overtly like my movie. Yeah. It's not hard for me to say I loved it. I mean, it's hard for me to say I loved it, because I know he was trying to make me not like it. Right. But I still like it. And, yeah, there, there's something respectable about it, but there's also something so fucking annoying about it <laughs> what i really like about it but apparently uh so so directors producers writers of the world if, if, if you really want to know what not to do to movie movie podcast is if your movie's going to be bad just make sure it's not long <laughs> no you, you know, know what, what? That, yeah that is 100 percent right, right. Like, batman versus superman interstellar this is 40 mm-hmm. all too long and like not yeah right that is basically what it comes down to um, what, 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 like what, what was that worse last year oh, wait are, did you just say fantastic beasts I didn't like it. I'm saying I'm the only one, but oh. I didn't really like it. I, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed parts of it. I didn't enjoy. I enjoyed the B story of the the four of them yeah. hanging no, out. No, no, I agree with that. I agree with um, that. But everything but... that is supposedly the A story in that movie was not very good. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it was it was it was pretty bad. Um, but I, I thought that everything with with just them and being inside like the box and everything like that was really cool. I yeah, I, I agree with that. Fun. I got you on that. All yeah. right, so Batman. Batman. Oh, Batman. Batman. Yeah, Batman. All right. So let us let let us wind down, and here we go, going to our number ones of the year. Peter, I told you you could start us off. Yeah, we we so we've Russ, heard... go ahead, start oh, it fair off. Enough. <laughs> okay, we've heard this movie I think once or twice on people's lists. It was my favorite movie of the year. It it took the one spot and then never let it go. Swiss Army Man. I loved Swiss Army Man, something fierce. 
it made me feel a bunch of weird feelings. Yeah. I thought it was really fun. And it was the most unlike everything else that had come out. It, it just was so r- f- fresh and original. And I'd like to see what... Like, I, I also like seeing Paul Dano in a lead role. I feel like he he doesn't really get his due being probably one of the best actors of his generation. Um, so getting an opportunity to see him like just be in a full crazy movie that also has heart, but also like has a lot to say about relationships and communication. I, I don't know. I just thought it, it really spoke to me on like a really deep level. I thought Swiss Army Man was great. Even the ending, um, I, I still loved it. I, could it's a movie I would own if I still bought movies, <laughs> but I, I don't. It. See, if I still bought stuff, I would. I loved it. Yeah, I kind of went. Number actually, in, in, in the last few years, I never really bought a ton of movies, but this year I bought uh, Swiss Army Man, Kubo, um, Nice Guys, and my uh, inevitable number one. Oh, I just haven't bought it yet. Nice. All right. Well, I mean, I guess. With that, you should probably just tell us what your number one is. Alex? Uh, all right, my number one, as you guys could probably deduce, is Arrival. Um, I feel like every year I end up finding a movie that, like, confounds sometimes even myself with uh, why I like it so much. But um, this one is just, like, I love it when sci-fi can find a way to tie in something, like, uh, just, like, personal and reflective in a way that's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it can be heavy-handed but just well done and um there were times at arrival when i like scoffed at it in the beginning but by the end i like was you know finding myself um just really not wanting to have the movie end i loved uh, amy adams in it i i loved the 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 story and the directing and um I again like yeah like personal kind of sad sappy sci-fi will always I don't know why kind of do it for me uh and this this really scratched that itch and um yeah I I don't know like it it, it was it was felt grounded but also super out there it was like it was like those kids uh described what they want an itchy and scratchy <laughs> um yeah, like I like it when movies can do that. That can give me like something that's a far out wild adventure while at the same time dealing with day to day problems. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, Arrival takes it. Nice, nice. All right, Pete, I know you're itching to tell us about Arrival, so go for it. Yeah, I landed on Arrival as well. Same thing. Like it's like Alex said, it's you know it's just it's just so up my alley. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's exactly what I want from a film. Like a big idea. Like and like. But weird stuff done with a nice idea. Like, Very I could watch well her talk to the septopods forever because it, yeah. was just, it was just so perfectly different. I could look at those, like, yeah. the actual letterings or, or um, whatever they're called. Yes, yeah, so it was said before so nice. during the Oscar cast, there's only two scenes of this movie that were ever not from the perspective of our lead character in the sense mm-hmm. that we never saw... We never saw or heard anything that she did not herself see or hear. Right. And I thought that made it even more interesting, her going to see the aliens. The fact that, like, and it makes it more fun when you don't hear from the other countries. Yeah. You know? And she, yeah. You don't, you don't see her in on the policy. Yeah, stuff. that's like, true. It's, yeah. It's so great. Like, yeah, so there's the, yeah, there's the Jeremy Renner narration, and then there's one scene with 
the CIA guy just because we have to see them sort of mobilize against her. Oh, and, and I'm sorry, them setting and the rogue soldier setting up the trap. But, yeah, the, yeah, that's right. Other than that, like as I said, we see every we see what she sees, and that's what's some sci-fi, especially big alien and end of the world potential stuff uh, doesn't do. Like we see too much. Like if 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 you could tell me what the opening three scenes of Armageddon were, like I would give you. Five dollars if you can get it correctly. You were going to say four hundred. Sounded like, and then... <laughs> yeah, I would give you. I would actually pay you the money if you actually remember what the opening scenes of that movie were. Um, and like, just the real dumb, like, the Independence Day was terrible this year. Like, who just you know we don't need that much. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, and that, that's yeah. you know my my top ten is Cat by sci-fi films that don't tell us anything extra that we need. So that's uh, Midnight Special and Arrival ah. on either end. Um, so fantastic. Yeah. And now. Uh... For my number one of the year, and it is Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, I so I, I watched this and Captain Fantastic back to back. They're very yeah, very uh, similar. Yeah, it started. So uh, I started with uh, Fantastic, and then went to this, and I, I liked Fantastic, but at the end of the movie, I was like screaming, like, "No, no, no, no! Why are you kids going back with this psycho?" Uh, he obviously can't really take <laughs> care of you. I understand that you want to be with your real dad, but no, it's not It's not a healthy place for you guys to be. And at the end yeah. of this being it's like, no, no, yes, you're back. You go with Sam Neill. Oh, my God, thank you. Yes, this is so good. Yeah. Oh, I finally got to see this. Oh, my God, I wanted this to happen so badly. Um, and and so that was, that's basically like the difference, that this was like the, the kids' movies growing up, but it was just done so well. Like whether it be, I don't even know, like Richie Rich, or like a kid in King Arthur's Castle or something like it was that kids movie, but done with like a really great director with a really great script and and just like and Sam Neill killing it in his role. Uh, uh the, his wife who I can't remember, I name, but, but she was like the fact that she loved this kid meant like I love this kid because it just you could tell like just like you just believed it so much. Uh, the agent after him, oh, hysterical, so and then and then the yeah. kid. The kid, like, awesome. starting this movie and being just like, I don't like this kid. And then, and then like, he had the scene where he was just, like, telling Sam Neill about, like, his friend Tupac. And I just, like, felt so fucking terrible for him. I was just like, oh, I get it. Yeah. I know exactly how I'm supposed to be feeling about this kid right now. Uh, and then just loved him from then on out uh, yeah. in the movie. Uh, it, it was just so much fun to watch. And I, I definitely want to watch it more, over and over. And the soundtrack rules. Oh, the soundtrack is so good, yeah. Oh, man. That's the soundtrack I should pick up. So, as every year, uh, we assign uh, one point to the number 10 film and ten, going up to 10 points for the number one film. And our totals, uh, I'll start with uh, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, fifth best of the year is Fences. Hmm. I, I, frankly, uh, in terms of this list, I think that's Kubo gets beat out in this spot just because not everyone has seen it, mm. to be perfectly frank. Um, Sorry. It's okay. Um Fences. I don't apologize. Fences, Fences is fine. Five. Uh, four is Green Room, which I thought was going to jump up to number one because I thought that was Tiggs' number one. Um, nope. But Green Room at number uh, four. Swiss Army Man at number three. Um, and then tied for first place. Wow. Is uh, Arrival in Moonlight. Wow. Both wow. Five. All right. Let me double check okay. that. I have two of those movies on my list. <laughs> okay, 20. Yeah, one, two, three. So, so fill this dead air, please, guys. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess we could probably do that. Oh, all right, so give me some honorable mentions, guys. Uh, what, what, I mean, I guess besides Neon Demon. 
Um, but no, no. Give me, give me some honorable mentions, uh, Alex. What, what, what do you got for me? Uh, Captain America was definitely an honorable mention for me. Uh, mm. I I liked it a lot, but I don't know for some reason I I, I might be cooling a bit on the Big Temple um, crossover Marvel stuff right now. I'm hoping Infinity War changes that. I did really enjoy Doctor Strange, and that was never going to make it on my list. Uh, but it was a movie that was I thought interesting and I really enjoyed it especially visually mm-hmm. um and i'm kind of excited to see what they do with uh that character um yeah totally T- 10 cloverfield lane oh that movie was the first half of that movie i loved so much God, that movie... first three quarters i'll say yeah it was basically this the last like 15 minutes we we're just yeah. like fuck i my. hated the ending like really you went here and it was so well done before that it was yeah. john goodman is so terrifying so and awesome. that's the best actor what yeah. Oh, yeah. If yeah. Supporting for him, that would be. Incredible. Yeah, that was incredible. Like, if you would have told me anything else with the name Cloverfield would have been made. Yeah, never would. I never would have believed it, and I all, and I would have thought it was going to be dog shit, but so good. Yeah. Um, close calls for me. Uh, uh, like stuff that's not on everyone else, anyone else's list. Um, I really enjoyed Hell or High Water. I went. A, I went a long time after the nominations. To be like, I can't believe this made it in. I didn't think it was supposed to be that great, and then turning out to really, really liking it. Um, Captain Fantastic was in a fight for number 10 for a while. Um, Edge of 17, what do you think we all enjoyed? Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, Imperium was a movie that completely that was good. surprised yeah. me how much I enjoyed it. Very terrifying, like, really the same thing, like, very terrifying yeah. for the reasons that, like, you know, especially in this, it, it became an extremely, like, relevant, relevant film. Yeah. Um, almost, like, uh, by some, like, really sad accident. <laughs> um. But it's very, very good. And then, uh, yeah, uh, second really good Radcliffe. And then I, I got to keep telling you guys to watch it. But I, I was shocked about how much I like the Peach Dragon remake. I do need to see that. I really like point. the Peach Dragon. I will remake. watch that. I'll totally watch that. Yeah, uh, Russ. Um, there are a couple. There's three that were on my honorable mention that were on everybody else's list. Uh, Captain Fantastic. Wait, was Captain Fantastic? No, no, list? no one's. Nope. Okay, Captain Fantastic was. It kind of just slipped off. Um, Hunt for the Wilder People, uh, oh, I, I, lo- I loved, but I couldn't find a place for either one on my list, even though I really, really loved both of those movies. Um, Everybody Wants Some, I thought was super fun and a really good time and a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And the only honorable mention I don't think would probably be on anybody else's list was OJ Made in America. I just bought this fucking thing and I, and I can't wait to watch I- it. It I only watched was, the first three episodes. It was amazing. It was delicious. I can't wait to watch it. It is like the fastest seven-hour documentary. <laughs> I've I've never I've never gone through something as quickly. I was like, this shit is so engrossing, and I like I like that the trial's over by like episode three. There's still two more episodes. Wow. Um. So, yeah, I really, really, really loved O.J. Made in America. It was just on um, sale on Amazon, so I picked it up, and, and I'm going to, yeah, I really want to watch it. It's great. It's it's like a day where you don't have anything to do, just strap in, and it's really, 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 really good. Nice. Um, so did any of you guys end up liking The Witch or seeing that? I, I never okay. got around I to never it. saw it. I know, Pete, Tiggs, you hated it, right? I didn't hate it. I just thought, I just... Adam hated it. Adam hated it. Oh, that's I agree. I liked it. I, I thought that it was. 
I mean, I thought it was very atmospheric, but I thought that people were like jacking that movie off a lot. And I was like, I don't know if it's that good. It was good, but yeah. Yeah, so oddly enough, um, a couple things. Um, I still got my honorable mentions. Oh, I'm sorry. What are your honorable mentions? Uh, So things that were on other people's list. uh, Zootopia, Deadpool, Arrival, Green Room. Uh, I thought those were all great. Uh, Patterson, I really liked a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. Narrowly cut off at the end. Uh, Same thing with uh, Wiener, the Anthony Wiener documentary. Uh, That was fantastic. And just to see the news come out even after that documentary, it's just like, this guy just does not want to learn a fucking lesson. I don't understand. Oh, Triple Nine. Was a dark horse candidate before I saw a whole lot of more movies. I don't remember. I don't remember Triple Nine. Uh, Woody Harrelson, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. This is um, sounding more and more familiar, but I don't think I. Saw. Norman Reedus. Was it, was it a John Hillcoat movie? Yeah. Shit, I have to see this. I was so really shocked how much I enjoyed it. It's just very dark. Everyone's a terrible person. All right. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, The Handmaiden. I thought The Handmaiden. Uh, was very good. Um, and then, uh, I, Daniel Blake, I thought was a great movie, uh, with great, great performances the entire time. I guess Nocturnal Animals as well? I don't know. Yeah. It was okay. Um. Oh, I like that, I like that too. Yeah. What was it? Nocturnal Animals. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I was saying so, before, like, I felt like this year was a deep 10 to 20. Yeah. For I, me, like, I, I, there were a lot of movies I liked, but didn't love. Yeah. Um, and like, Nocturnal Animals kind of falls in there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, w- I could have easily put up a top twenty, because um, there. But it, yeah, there's a big drop off between what I really liked in the top ten and what I, or what I really loved in the top ten and what I really liked in the yeah. top twenty. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, no movie uh, appears on all four of these lists. In the in our top fives. In our uh, in the top in... tens. There's no movie. really. There's oh no movie. wow, that's, that's no movie that's complete. Oh wait, no, no, there has arrival. Life. No, Tiggs does not have Arrival. Yeah, Moonlight has to be Alex does not have Fences. Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah, we all have Moonlight. Sorry. So Moonlight's the only one that's on all four. So I'm going to give that the win over Arrival, mm-hmm. since they did tie their score. So we'll say Moonlight, Movie of the Year, then Arrival, huh? then Swiss Army Men. But I, I was to say, I really think Kubo would be in the top three, if not top two, if all four of us saw it. Because it, it is, it, it's, really it's got good. all that points only from two of us. You guys, yeah, you, yeah, you guys totally really have to check it. it out. I, I own it, so. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> nice. Right. Um, My plan was to watch it today, but it kind of got away from me, so I'm going to watch it maybe tonight or tomorrow. Nice. All right, sounds good. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so, oh, right, we have a spiel at the end of this thing, right? Yeah, um, you can find us at blah, 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 blah. You can find blah, us blah, on the blah, web blah, 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 at blah, 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 um, com. You can find ah. us on Twitter. Did you just unplug your headset? No. <laughs> Are you lying? Did you just plug it back Maybe. in and say no? <laughs> uh, online, uh, on Twitter, at MovieMoviePC. Uh, you can email us your comments, complaints, questions, fake movie Fridays, which we've been doing with some frequency. Peter's been doing with frequency. 14 weeks. Um, at uh, MovieMoviePodcast at gmail.com, I think. I don't know. Does anyone check that? Uh-oh. Uh, all right. No. Um, no. You can and you can also <laughs> check out our comedy show uh, called Pig Pile at the, Long Island City's The Creek in the Cave the third Thursday of every month. Uh, you can come out uh, the third Thursday of March, March sixteenth uh, at eight p.m. Uh, we invite. It's a variety show. We invite some comics out. We get some uh, stand up, some improv. 
some who knows what as well. And then this is our St. Piggy's Pile, a.k.a. our drunk show. Not doing it. Yeah, smart. Because... I don't think anyone did it. Did I the only one that did it last year, I think? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did it last year on your own. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, it, but if you come out, you can get very drunk and laugh at us. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. And at this one show. Um, so yeah, come on out. It's always fun. Uh, thank you guys uh, for being here with us. And thank you for listening to the Movie Movie Podcast. Domino Zucchini? Zucchini. That's it. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs>